Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Luna Love of the Podcast acknowledges the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded, the Araqual people of the Bundjalung Nation, and pays respects to elders past, present, and emerging. I'm your host, Jordana Levine, and strap in, folks. We've got a big week ahead of us. Um, usually when I do an episode for the upcoming season, it correlates with the new moon being in the same sign. But as you may remember from the Aries season episode, we have been gifted two Aries new moons, and this week's one is a solar eclipse. Within hours of the eclipse, the sun will then shift into Taurus and Taurus season begins. So we're going to be exploring both of those things in this episode, the Aries new moon and solar eclipse and Taurus season. I also recommend listening to the Aries season and Aries new moon episode from a few weeks back, if you haven't already, just to give you more of an in-depth idea of the energetic qualities of Aries because we're going to get one last little blast of it right as this solar eclipse hits. We've also got Mercury going into retrograde this week. That's happening at the end of the week. It's happening in the sign of Taurus. This is the first one officially of the year. We did have one that crept over from December last year, but this is the first of four Mercury retrogrades this year. If you are interested in hearing all about Mercury retrograding through Taurus, this week's subscriber episode dropping this Friday will walk you through the ins and the outs of that particular Mercury retrograde, but also Mercury retrogrades in general, what it means to be born under a Mercury retrograde, how you can use the energy to your advantage, and how you're likely to be affected according to your natal chart. To become a subscriber of Lunar Lover, just click the link in the show notes of this episode. You'll get the bonus episode for as little as $8 a month. And if you also want to get access to a solar eclipse new moon circle, which is a great way to make use of the first eclipse of the year, then you can become an Ascendant member for as little as $20 a month. And that will drop into your podcast app on Wednesday. This is a big time manifestation eclipse. So that circle is going to be very, very helpful. All right, let's start talking about the eclipse and then we'll move into Taurus season. The Aries new moon solar eclipse will take place on Thursday, April 20 at 2.12 p.m. in Sydney, 5.12 a.m. in London and 12.12 a.m. in New York. 
This is the first eclipse that we've had in the sign of Aries since 2015 and the first we've had on the North Node for a couple of decades. As you may recall, we are in a transitional year for eclipses where we're shifting off the Taurus-Scorpio nodal axis onto the Aries-Libra nodal axis. We have a Scorpio lunar eclipse in a couple of weeks. Then in October, we have a Libra solar eclipse and a Taurus lunar eclipse. And then going forward, all eclipses will be in Aries or Libra until March 2025. The bridge, or um, we call it a bridge, but I guess the theme of this particular nodal axis, the Aries-Libra nodal axis and the eclipses, is self. Aries represents me. Libra represents us, right? Now, we'll go into it as the episode unfolds, but you really want to be having a look at, yes, yourself during the Aries eclipses and perhaps how you interact with others during the Libra eclipses, but it's also going to be really important where Aries and Libra fall in your natal chart, yeah? It's going to tell you a little bit more about where you can expect eclipse energy to be focused. You may recall in the Aries season episode, I spoke about the newness that is all around us at the moment. It's a new astrological year, a fresh start as the sun enters the first sign of the zodiac. We had some major planets shifting signs last month. And the fact that we have two Aries new moons, one of which is an eclipse, means there is so much potential in the air. It's not even funny, not ha-ha funny and not even weird funny. It's just so funny. (laughs) This eclipse is activating something, something huge. What that something is, is up to you. Well, it's up to you and the universe, I guess. Because here's the thing, we can know what we want. It's likely you've been concentrating your efforts on manifesting hard this month. I did encourage such things. But what's cool about working with universal energy and astrology is that sometimes we don't even know what is in our highest interest. And well, eclipses, they just love to show us. Sometimes in unexpected ways, but how much more fun is it when it's unexpected? A full-on surprise party. The Gemini in me loves a surprise. My Virgo moon and likely my Scorpio Mars are not loving it. Simultaneously freaking out. Control and order police. If you do lean into the control and order side of things, different to law and order, then as an experiment, I want you to try to be the witness and surrender to whatever gets serves up during not just this eclipse season, but all of the eclipses that go forward. Because yes, this is eclipse season. Like I said, we've got another one in two weeks time. So this energy is going to be big for a while. We are entering what we call the eclipse, what we've entered the eclipse portal. The more you're open to what comes up over this time period, the better, the sweeter, the more rewarding the gift. That's not science, right? But I have seen it to be true. But it takes courage to surrender. It takes courage to be open when something's changing and not want to take yourself back to a place of comfort. Well, we're lucky then that it's an airy solar eclipse because courage is what we're being offered in droves. 
But here's another thing. (laughs) So many things. Even though it might feel like an unexpected change or a universal course correction or a karmic offering, because eclipses are very karmic, your sensitivity and intuition is very heightened. So it's likely on some level, you already know what's coming. You have likely felt it stirring the last few weeks, perhaps even the last six months. Trust that. Trust that knowing. Yeah, we've also got Mercury retrograde, like I said, in a couple of days after the eclipse, and it is stirring your intuition too. So you are incredibly intuitive at this time. Trust that and just observe what unfolds without your coercion. That's the fateful stuff, right? The plotting and the planning and the manipulating situations in your favor isn't quite destiny. (laughs) And this is not to say that you can't manifest what you desire. I mean, you absolutely must. But at the same time, be open to the all-knowing, abundant and wise universe to deliver that or something better. I've mentioned in previous eclipse episodes that eclipses serve as an acceleration into the next chapter of our lives. They propel us forward. Sometimes it feels amazing and sometimes it feels uncomfortable AF, (laughs) but it's always for the greater good, our highest interest or our soul path. What's particularly worthy of noting this week is that we have a culmination of two very different energies. We have this massive eclipse inspiring action, forward momentum, catapulting you into your next chapter and then immediately after we have mercury retrograde which is about slowing down getting introspective be conscious of this polarity of energies because it's likely your own internal energy levels are fine tuned to this right so this week might feel a bit all over the place it might feel a little bit chaotic again See if you can be the witness to it rather than getting swept up in it. Aries, of course, is a huge theme of this eclipse, obviously. Think passion, courage, determination, will, and of course, the bridge of the Aries Libra nodal axis, self. Prioritizing self is wonderful. It's something you'll likely feel pulled towards under this eclipse, But it can also very easily morph into egocentric actions, being impulsive, destructive, and in some cases angry. With eclipse energy abound, it's really strong, yeah? So be conscious that it might feel like it wants to manifest in that low vibrational Aries way. If this happens, remember what I said about observing, surrendering, being open, not controlling. There can be a very fine line between being courageous, independent, and excited to dive into a new opportunity and being driven by what the ego wants and being destructive in order to obtain what you want. Think of this eclipse portal as entering a new dimension of newness, (laughs) new, new, a new reality that you can exist in going forward. How do you want that environment to look, to feel, to work with you? 
all right? You do have a level of say in how all of this unfolds. Also worth noting is that this eclipse is taking place at 29 degrees. We call it the anoretic degree. Basically, quick astro catch-up is that each sign is 30 degrees. It starts at zero degrees and ends at 29 degrees. This eclipse is happening right in that final degree of Aries. This degree point is considered to be highly activated. This goes for 29 degrees in your natal chart as well. 29 degrees is so bloody karmic. And then you take the fact that it's an eclipse happening at 29 degrees. An eclipse happening right on this point is just like, wow. (laughs) Probably could have come up with a better word. It's just, it's big, yeah? Big things are coming in each and every one of our lives. I might add that sometimes newness comes from closure and things ending. So again, stay open don't resist. Yeah. If you're going through this week with the eclipse and things are dismantling, things are unraveling, things are losing momentum, they're not going anywhere. That is also the eclipse at work. All right. So don't try and resist that. Don't scramble to keep something active when it's trying to die off. 29 degrees also speaks to the highest expression of the sign. So in this case, Aries, it's an opportunity to learn all of the lessons and highest vibrations of that sign. So for Aries, it's confidence, independence, leadership, bold initiative, and passion. There's so much to harness here. I'm actually really excited, if not a little exhausted. Um, Let's have a look at some of the ways you can work with this eclipse energy. Okay, well, first off, you must manifest. You would be silly not to. It is the most fertile breeding ground to birth newness, the newness that you're most passionate about in your life. We're going to be working with this through the chakras in this month's new moon circle. Uh, We're going to be working through the manifestation channel within the body. It's very, very powerful. Um, I haven't done this work in a new new moon circle before, so it's really cool. And it's something that you can use for your manifestation practice going forward. Um, If you are not a Lunar Lover subscriber, and that's okay, I love you anyway. Beautiful time to be setting an intention at the very least. And if you really want to kickstart that intention, you're going to run it through the manifestation equation. Thoughts plus feelings plus actions plus faith. Are my thoughts aligned with this intention? Can I feel the feelings around this intention right now, even before it manifests? What action can I take this week to get me one step closer to this intention? And can I have faith that I am worthy and deserving of this manifestation? And if it doesn't manifest, it's because something better is on the way. All right, then we want to have a look at where Aries falls in your natal chart. We discussed this in the Aries season episode. It'll give you a little insight into where the energy of this eclipse might play out. For me, it's the 10th house, the house of career, which is really exciting. I'm working on the moment um, on the idea of a billionaire hiring me as their personal astrologist 
or getting scouted to host a podcast show where they pay me to deliver entertaining content such as this. So universe, if you're listening, that is what I'm after. (laughs) In other news, I don't know if you guys have known, if you guys know this, it's a pretty famous little uh, quote that goes around, but JP Morgan, who was a big American financier in the early 1900s, he once said, millionaires don't have astrologers, billionaires do. Bloody love that. The same guy, the same guy, JP Morgan, was also meant to board the Titanic and his astrologer told him not to. He said, do you know what, JP? I don't think that's a good idea. And so he didn't hop on the Titanic that sunk into into that, that crashed into an iceberg and killed hundreds of people. Pretty cool, huh? Anyway, so billionaires, if you're out there, I am available to be your personal astrologist or people who are looking to become billionaires. Now, this eclipse is also partnered with the Scorpio lunar eclipse on May 6 in Australia, 5 in parts of the Northern Hemisphere. So it's likely that these changes might reveal themselves over this period. So if your life hasn't changed by Thursday, (laughs) don't fret, pet. I recommend journaling during this time period, writing down your feelings, observations, universal nudges. Again, witness, 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 be the observer. And then lastly, ask for what you want and do take action. I know I've said surrender, 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 and do do that in terms of remaining open to what is being presented to you. But when it comes to your intentions, Aries is offering you confidence to go after what you want. Just ensure it's coming from a place where you feel fully aligned with self. Make sense? Okay, that is your Aries solar eclipse. Now, I must say, because all of this is happening at the 29 degree mark of Aries, the time of this eclipse is very important. And when I say time, I mean like the actual time. So go back and listen to those times. They're also going to be on Instagram and in the show notes of this episode. And the reason I say that is because within hours of this eclipse, both the sun and the moon will shift into Taurus and we will be in Taurus season. It's also said that during the eclipse and around the hours of the eclipse, it's best not to really be doing anything. Like if you could just sit in meditation or silence, it would be incredible. Now in Australia, it's happening right in the middle of the day. For me, it's happening right during one beautiful listener's natal chart reading, which is kind of cosmic and cool. Um, But if you do have an opportunity, if you're in London, and New York on those time zones, you're, you're probably going to be asleep. So that's cool. London is probably the coolest because it's at 5, 12 AM. So if you were to wake up just before the eclipse and perhaps sit in meditation and be quite reflective, oh my God, super powerful. Um, this is not, this is, this is not a, a steadfast rule guys, just something to maybe contemplate. It's such big energy. Yeah. Like the energy is massive. It's not a great time to be in the middle of a big project or something. Um, But again, my Australian listeners, this is happening at two o'clock in the afternoon. So, um, you know, do what you can around that time. And then within hours of 
that eclipse, both the sun and the moon will shift into Taurus and we will be in Taurus season. Taurus season kicks off on the evening of April 20 in Australia, um, April 21st in the Northern Hemisphere, and will run until the 21st of May. Now, March was a huge month, yeah, and April hasn't really let us off the hook either. And of course, it's been airy season. There was a fire ignited in us, a fearlessness activated so that we could take action. Now we move into Taurus season and it's time to settle that energy, find tranquility in our new reality, a stability, a peacefulness, a connection back to the earth so that we can recharge and be met with a silent and still simplicity. You see, the bull that symbolizes Taurus is not a raging bull like the ram that came before it. It's a solid, peaceful grazing bull that is soaking up the pure essence of nature. So in control, so secure in itself that it has no choice but to be at peace. The control of Taurus is quite different to the penetrative, powerful control of Scorpio. Remember, they are opposing signs. They're both about security, yeah? The bridge between Taurus and Scorpio is security. Scorpio leans into more of this powerful sense of control, which can turn into manipulation, obsession, jealousy. Taurus's version of security is more about safety, stability, comfort, with the idea of bringing peace and tranquility. Now, it is a sweeping statement to say that all Taurians are nature enthusiasts, enthusiasts, but to immerse themselves in the simplicity and stillness that nature offers is this sign strategy. The aim is serenity. How's the serenity? (laughs) That's an Aussie film reference for everyone listening overseas. The Castle, if you haven't seen it, it's fantastic. Do watch it. Um, Mother Earth, Mama, Mama Earth is the bull's greatest teacher. A walk in the woods, a swim in the creek, harvesting herbs from the garden, watching the sun set over the valley. If a Taurian is not in nature, say it's in an urban metropolis, how do they survive? Well, they may find it harder to maintain. So without even thinking about it, it is likely they choose to fill the house with fresh flowers and and plants escape to the country for the weekend, swim in the ocean before work in the morning, right? Taurus is drawn to nature. Of all the signs, Taurus is the most physical. And I don't mean that in terms of exercise, because let's be honest, they're also one of the most lazy signs. Uh, Please don't come at me if you're not a lazy Taurian, but it is within their nature to lay about, uh, which I totally love about them. Um, But what I mean by one of the most physical signs is they communicate through the physical body and more specifically through the five senses. 
Taurus wants to feel the flesh of another pressed against them. They want to smell the jasmine in the spring breeze, taste the floral notes in their morning coffee, see the colours of the sunrise as it peers over the horizon and hear the cacophony of the lorikeets at dusk. Taurus experiences the world through its senses and anything beyond that line of communication becomes too complex and robs Taurus of the simplicity it craves. This is why the sign of the bull is synonymous with luxury, fine dining, high fashion, beautiful things. It's not so much about the possession of these things, although that is also quite Taurian, but more so the fact these things ignite the senses. The objective of Taurus above all else is to maintain security. Like I said, it's part of that bridge between Taurus and Scorpio. And it does this by using nature, the senses, and prioritizing comfort. This deep desire for security can lead us into the more shadowy qualities of Taurus, which are stubbornness, inflexibility, rigidness. And if we look at the motivation behind those things, it's a need to maintain security. Yeah. So we can extend some compassion, right? I like to tell people in sessions that the stubborn nature of Taurus can also be seen as enduring and committed. The trick is to stay open-minded rather than narrow-minded and ask, am I here to be safe with no threat in sight or am I here to grow? Which brings us to the lessons of this season for all of us. Taurus season is here to teach us about simplicity and silence, which FYI, you're not likely to get this week, (laughs) just so you know. After Aries season, which again is very outward moving energy, it's very yang, we slip into Taurus, which is asking us to ground. It's asking us to find quiet moments. It's asking us to immerse in our surroundings and find a simplicity to life. This might be unscheduling some things in the calendar. This might mean really simple foods. It might mean simplifying your routine and commitments. And the silence piece, how often do you sit in silence? And I don't mean not having the TV on and so that's silence. I mean complete silence. No podcast, no guided meditation, no conversation, silence. It's a little bit harder in the city. I know that. I um, am sitting in the beautiful town of Byron Bay where many people would think, oh, the tranquility, but I'm on a main road and it's loud. So even when I'm trying to find silence, um, it's never silent. So I have to take myself out into nature where there is silence. A few cicadas, a few birds chirping, that's fine. But there is medicine in that, yeah? So 
I want you to, over the course of Taurus season, really see if you can find those pockets of silence and simplicity. The next thing is activating all five senses. Now, we take our five senses for granted. They are with us at all times. But maybe in those moments of simplicity and silence, tuning into your five senses, what can I smell? What can I hear? What can I taste? What can I see? What can I feel? How does this silk shirt feel on my skin? What does this coffee taste like? We know we love coffee. We know we're addicted to coffee. Oh, I'm just speaking for myself. Um, But what does it taste like? What can you taste in the coffee? What can you see when you really open up your sight? I've said it a few times already, but go and immerse yourself in nature. I don't care where you are, find some nature. Yeah, again, I live in Byron Bay. I'm very lucky we are continually immersed in nature. I just have to look outside of my window and it is there. But if you are in the city, I mean, if you're in the city of Sydney or anywhere in Australia, we have beautiful parks. If you're in New York City, I hear there's this park called Central Park, which is really fun to hang out in. There is nature around us. Yeah, we just need to find it. If it means hopping on a train for an hour, going out to a national park, by all means do that. But again, there is so much medicine in this. And this is what Taurus teaches us. And then the last lesson, I guess, of this season, um, which you might like to observe within yourself is asking yourself, is my inability to move or be flexible based on insecurity and defensiveness? Taurus will be like Taurians, people who are of the Taurus sign. They are naturally inflexible. Um, I don't mean that physically, although maybe they are. But I mean, uh, they're quite, they're a fixed sign, right? They're a fixed sign. So being flexible, say like the mutable signs like Gemini and Sag and Virgo and Pisces is very different to the fixed signs, Taurus, Scorpio, Leo and Aquarius. So if you are feeling inflexibility rise up for you, no matter your sign, ask yourself where it's coming from. It's likely it's an insecurity. Yeah, that's that's the common theme with this Taurus stubbornness. It's an insecurity about something. So ask yourself, what can I do to make myself feel safe and still move forward, still be flexible? All right. Um, Okay, so Taurus season, of course, brings us a few big astrological transits. Uh, I guess the first notable one is that the minute that the sun moves into Taurus, uh, it will be square Pluto in Aquarius. Again, that's quite big energy. Um, I heard someone speaking about Pluto the other day, the, the fact that it's just changed signs. Um, it's gonna, it's very slow moving, right? So it's going to be there for a long time. It's this like immovable boulder, right? Actually, it is going to go retrograde at one point. So it is going to slip back in to Capricorn but there is it's almost like if you can think about the fact that the sun all of a sudden is going to be impacted by this big big 
a movable boulder that's like, if you want to get around me, you're going to have to navigate it yourself, right? I'm not moving. Talk about inflexibility. That's the square that Pluto is going to make. Pluto is the planet of power and transformation and control. So look, I wouldn't be surprised if it activates some of the things that come up during the eclipse, because like I said, it's hours after that it's forming a square with Pluto. Just again, there's nothing you can do about it. Just observe, observe, watch it unfold. Uh, We are, of course, having Mercury retrograde. Uh, It's happening on April 22nd, which is a Saturday until May 15. It is happening in the sign of Taurus. Like I said, I'm doing a subscriber episode all about this Mercury retrograde, but we all know what to do, right? If you're not a subscriber, it's going to affect communication. It's also going to affect where Taurus falls in your chart. So keeping an eye out on that. We want to be checking written communication. We want to be very careful with verbal communication that it's being delivered with clarity and that it's being received with clarity. Signing contracts, by all means, you can sign them. Please don't not sign contracts, but just make sure you triple check them. You get someone else to triple check them. It's just really important to be vigilant with this stuff. Technology is also often affected. So don't be surprised if a podcast episode is late. (laughs) No, he's hoping. I'm not putting that out into the universe. Um, But just keep an eye on technology. Um, What else? And then, of course, there's the gifts of Mercury Retrograde, which we're going to talk about in that subscriber episode. But tuning into your intuition, um, getting introspective and really allowing yourself time to slow down. We also have the Scorpio lunar eclipse on May 5 or May 6, depending on where you are. I am feeling relationships will be highlighted in this one. Um, It's Scorpio, so it is going to instigate some deaths and rebirths. Yeah, and it's an eclipse. I mean, mean, we've we've had Scorpio eclipses like for the past, what? almost two years now, 18 months. So they're big. We know they're big, right? Think about all the eclipses through 2022 and the end of 2021. And um, yeah, we know we know how transformational they can be. So it's going to be a big one in a couple of weeks. So really just, you know, conserve your energy over the next couple of weeks. Um, and then right at the end of Taurus season, Jupiter will move into Taurus. Now, Jupiter in Taurus is destined to bring an expansion of abundance. Yeah. On a collective level, I should not talk about things I don't know about. I'm feeling called to say this. So let's see what happens. Don't hold me to this. On a collective level, so not so much a personal level, There might be some sort of change to the financial industries. Look, I really don't know anything about anything. I can't imagine it's going to be a positive change, but Jupiter is about expansion and abundance. So it might be. Let's just keep our eye on the financial financial institutions when Jupiter moves into Taurus. Again, it's going to go retrograded. It will go back through Aries and then back into Taurus. So this is a long time frame over a couple of years. Um, but in terms of ourselves, uh, there is going to be 
this expansion energy that's going to fall into the part of your chart that Taurus is in. Yeah. So really having a look at that. Um, but we're going to be covering all of those things in future episodes, Scorpio lunar eclipse. There will be a, a podcast episode for all listeners of the podcast and then Jupiter moving into Taurus, Mercury retrograde, that will all be subscriber episodes. So again, if you do want to become a subscriber, all you need to do is click the link in the show notes. You get bonus episodes for as little as $8 a month. And you also get access to all the bonus episodes that have come out previously. Yeah. So if you sign up this week, you get the Mercury retrograde episode, but then you did, you get the episode that I did about Chiron, about the moon signs, about um, working with your natal chart. Like there's lots of fun, juicy astrology episodes. Uh, Another little piece of admin is I have got my workshop embodying your natal chart happening on May 23rd. Just a little FYI, I had previously scheduled that in for early May and then I realized it was Mercury retrograde and I have learned my lessons about running workshops during Mercury retrograde. So that is why it is later in May. But do um, join me for that. It's going to be incredible. I'm going to teach you the practicalities of your natal chart and how to apply them so you can actually use your natal chart to your advantage. Yeah, it's not just this kind of like esoteric collection of information that you have and have nothing to do with it. I want you to use it. Yeah. Your potential is sitting right there in front of you. I ignored the potential of my natal chart for so long. And then once I started to embrace it, that's when things really started to kick off for me. So it's going to be a really, really fun workshop. Um, And you also get a PDF, which is probably the best part of that workshop. And when I say PDF, I mean like a really big file. It's going to give you all of the information about the signs, the houses, the planets, so that whenever I'm talking about stuff on the podcast, you can refer to this PDF to tell you. It's going to be my interpretation of all those signs. And I'm feeling like if you listen to this podcast, you quite enjoy the way that I talk about the signs and the houses and the planets. So it's going to be a really, really, really handy um, resource to have for the workshop, but also after the workshop. Uh, Natal chart readings are almost booked out in July. I cannot actually believe it. Um, but book yourself in because July will roll around and they're just going to keep booking out, right? So if you look if you look at this calendar and you're like, oh, these are too far in the future, I never want it. They're just going to keep going into the future, yeah? So do book yourself in. You can pop yourself on the wait list. I did have two spaces open up recently. They got snapped up straight away, but the wait list is important for that. But I recommend um, putting yourself like booking in a session and putting yourself on the wait list so you can move forward if you need to. I also have the option of ask me a question or my astrology consultancy. They have spots available sooner. Yeah. So if you have a question, if you've had your natal chart read by me before and you just have a question about something, perhaps there's something particular going on in your life or you need a bit more clarification around a certain aspect of your chart or you're looking to manifest something and you want to know a really good time to work with the transiting planets, then book a ask me a question um, session and they're available like now. I think I've even got spots 
next week. So yeah, look into that. Um, All right, my loves, this has been fun. A really long episode, but a fun episode. It is a big week. All right. So just be gentle with yourself. Be kind to yourself always. Um, I will put a question box up for subscribers always, but I will put one up for um, unsubscribers. No, non-subscribers. Everyone on the Lunar Lover Instagram. So if you're not following me, on Instagram, the handle is Luna double underscore lover. So make sure you do that. Oh, I also just want to say um, there are so many fake accounts out there that are impersonating me, Jordana Levine, and Luna Lover. My personal account, Jordana Levine, now has a blue tick, right? So if any Jordana Levine tries to contact you, and say, oh, I had a feeling that you needed a reading, transfer me money. Please do never, ever, ever do that. No one will ever ask you to transfer money via Instagram, all right? It's always a scam. Please, please, please never do that. Um, but I'm also getting uh, Luna Lover impersonators too. It's so bloody annoying and I'm so sorry. I do the best that I can, but of course, it actually has nothing to do with me, right? So... Um, Please always report them. Um, They usually block me, so I can't report them. But if you can report them, I would be so, so grateful. All right, my loves. Uh, If you enjoyed this episode, as always, share it on Instagram. You can tag me at Jordana Levine and tag Luna Lover at Luna double underscore lover. And again, if you're looking to become a millionaire and you want to hire me as your personal astrologist, do reach out. I'm always here for that. (laughs) All right, my loves, until next moon, I'm Jordana Levine and you've been listening to Luna Lover, the podcast.